Hi, this is Holly. And I am Danielle. And this is the Spooky Hour. Hello. Hello, this fine Saturday morning. Another morning recording. I know. Why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. Friday nights go so much better. I feel like we're funnier on a Friday night because yeah. we can enjoy some substances. Some substances. But we're here. It's early. Uh, we just did our giveaway draw. We that did. was exciting. So uh, Amanda won. Congrats. She's getting a $20 Starbucks gift card. And she's getting two awesome keychains from Inspirations of M, which is a little Etsy shop we partnered with. They're super cute. Might talk her into giving me one. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. But congrats, Amanda. Thank you for sharing literally a million times. She did. She did. She post did. A lot. She earned this prize. She probably had like 20 entries in this draw. <laughs> she just really wanted our Starbucks. I mean, I don't blame her. I wanted to. So. I know. And I know for a fact that she's about to get some iced coffee in the winter because she's my type of girl. Yeah. <laughs> as we drink iced coffee literally right now. Yeah. And we posted all of the, the shots of us doing the draw on Instagram. So although Amanda is a friend of mine, we did not pick favoritism. Nope. We did fair. We did it in a witch hat because we thought it was cute and spooky. It was. It was adorable. We're aesthetically pleasing, okay? Yeah. We pick a theme and stick to it. Um, but yeah, that was fun. Thank you, everyone who entered. We, it went way better than we thought it would. I thought yeah. it would take us like six months to get to 200 followers. So now we're well over 200. We're well over 200. Yeah. We're, we're going to aim for 300 next. I don't know if we're going to do a giveaway or what, but just keep telling people to follow us. Yeah. We're funny. I mean, <laughs> and like, thanks for everyone who is constantly listening and giving us feedback. I mean, I always say that like our listeners, because we, again, we have like the map and it shows, but, and I'm saying who's killing it, like the UK, yeah. but Florida is killing it too. Florida. We have a lot of listeners hey, in Florida. Florida. <laughs> so you guys are awesome. So thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you, you all. And there, there seems to be a trend of people telling people, cause it'll start like one person in a location then all of a sudden overnight there's like six people in a location yeah it's cool so thank you for sharing us we appreciate it i mean you guys are basically listening to us banter and we love you for it so thank you yeah it's kind of like we have our own little group of friends now we didn't have friends before (laughs) (laughs) thanks for being our pal we appreciate it um so I guess we'll talk about our week a little bit. Anything yeah. exciting happen? I mean, the uh, what started me with podcasts was Morbid. This pod, if you oh, haven't shit. listened to Morbid, go listen to it. Highly recommend. They're one of the OGs. They they're amazing. They're funny. I love them. It's Ash and Elena, and they're they're so cool. Um, but they uh, that's the first true kind podcast i've ever listened to and then holly runs our social media and she happened to make a comment on one of their posts and they liked it and i fangirled so hard i missed the notification somehow and danielle texted me she's like what the fuck <laughs> morbid liked your comment i was having because i i see the social media i'm 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 she not checks active. in every once in a while yeah. so if you ever want to leave a comment specifically for her do so i'm sure she'll see it i do look at it i just don't I suck at social media and social interactions, and I'm sorry. I suck at social interactions. I like the whole behind-the-screen thing. You're like, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, that was really exciting. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, um, so go uh, go listen to Morbid, because they're awesome. Yeah, if you don't listen to Morbid and you listen to us, then that's a little bit weird, because they're probably way better than us. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, my week was boring. That was probably one of the only exciting things. But there was a cool story... Well, cool i don't want to say cool interesting story in the news this week that caught my attention i just told danielle before we started recording i did not research it i don't remember any names but i'm sure if you're into true crime you've been following this story um some woman she thought she was the second coming of christ and she was like i'm gonna bring the reckoning to the world and i don't know she's she's on something and her two um teenage children have been missing for like i think it's a year or more they've been missing Mm -hmm. And uh, her and her new husband disappeared. No one could find them. And since this all happened, there was like uh, her ex-husband was murdered or found dead mysteriously, mm-hmm. not murdered. But um, murdered. A sister was murdered. Or I gotta stop saying murdered. There's no proof that these people have been murdered yet. But it's just I'm a just weird coincidence <laughs> that they're all dead. Weird coincidences. There's been like three people uh, related to the case found dead mysteriously. All like younger, like in their 30s and 40s, like should not have just randomly dropped dead kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So they finally caught this woman and her new husband in Hawaii at a $500 a night hotel. Must be nice. And they arrested the bitch. Good. And apparently she's like so far gone that she's telling people she never had children. She doesn't know where they are because she never had kids. She never gave birth. She doesn't know what everybody's talking about. She is God. 
And uh, yeah, that was the, the excitement of my week. I've been looking into that. That is so bizarre. I haven't heard. I didn't hear about it until you told me. I wish I remembered her name. I could Google it right now, but that's a lot of work. As the case progresses, maybe I'll cover it a little yeah. bit because right now it's just like she's in court proceedings. It's so funny. Her like mugshot, she's got like her hair all done and her makeup all done and she looks like, you know, kind of pretty or whatever. And then in court, she just kind of looks like a little bit of a sea creature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of made me laugh a little bit because she's an evil swine. Typically, I don't, you know, tear women down, but... I mean, you killed your kids. She's so. an ugly, sour bitch. So they call her the Doomsday Mom. Uh, her real name is Lori Vallow. And in Googling just now, I'm reading that she wants her $5 million bail reduced because she thinks it's not fair. Oh, it's so... So three mysterious okay. deaths, two missing children, and $5 million is too high for her. Oh, you, you poor human Oh. So that's, uh, yeah, that's the only thing that piqued my interest this week. I had a very, very <laughs> boring week. Same. I, I took Wednesday off, so I've... Yesterday was Friday, and I thought it was Tuesday. So I got up early and was like, I got to put my recycling out. I got to put my garbage oh my out. So it's like, it's freaking Friday, Daniel. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, it's Friday. That's so funny. <laughs> my my week next week is going to be all screwy like that. I'm working from home in the morning for like three days of the week. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I know I'm going to be all off and all screwy. And I'm not looking forward to next week. Yeah. But then at least like on Friday night, I get to come home to you and we that's, get to do this. Yeah. That's the, this is the only perks of my week is literally this podcast. No, this is it. This is what we have yeah. going for us. <laughs> this point um so i guess we can just jump into it now yeah so yelly's I'm, going first this week i am going first people are gonna be like who is yelly oh god did i say okay i never called Danielle by her real no. name um i call her yelly and yeah. have since the beginning of time like, who i don't even know how it started i think stuart made in my xbox live account and then everyone just called me yelly but my nickname was yelly know. i don't remember but I very rarely call Danielle yeah. Danielle. I mean, even when I talk to her or talk about her, sorry, to like my boyfriend or my mom or something. So Yelly said this, like it's yeah. never Danielle. It's, if someone says my full name, I know I'm in trouble. Yeah. If someone says Danielle and I'm like, oh, oh shit, I'm fucked. Even my parents call me Yelly. Well, no, my dad calls me Wheezy. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> like Lil Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that Danielle is her actual name. So like someone will say something. Oh, do, do you know Danielle? I'm like, no, who's that? no who who are you <laughs> like who's danielle no, even your yelly. mom calls me yelly yeah my mom calls her yelly it's yeah. just her name now Everyone it's just who she is yeah so if you we call should me, change your birth certificate we should <laughs> i mean even on my instagram it's yelly. yeah your instagram's yelly yeah so you can just call me yelly it's fine um so yeah i'm actually doing one that my dad requested ah yes. hi dad so he sent me did i tell you i ran into him in the grocery store you did yeah <laughs> and then your sister the next day that's so weird <laughs> you're just getting rampage with lapins i said that to emma i'm like i can't escape you guys you're everywhere yeah <laughs> They're like a virus. Oh my god. <laughs> the kidding. Lapona virus. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this one, he actually sent me this one a while ago. And I was like, I don't know what to do this week. And I was like, oh, it just popped in my head. I'm like, I'll do this one. So it's about the um, the Bradshaw Ranch. Okay. So I was starting off, I like this, it's going to, I'm going to talk about the ranch, but it's in Arizona and it kind of branches off a bit because Arizona is just fucked. Let me tell you. It's hot as hell. Yeah, that too. I will never visit Arizona. No. I'm sure it's a lovely state with lovely people. Um, I sweat a lot. I have no desire to go there. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, nope, nope. <laughs> they have like multiple hundred degree days. Yeah. No. The heat and Holly don't mix well. Uh, we don't. No. I'm a big sweaty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in 1945, Bob Bradshaw moved out to Sedona, Arizona, where he opened a Kodak licensed photography shop. He previously lived in Hollywood and he was like an, an actor, a stuntman sort of yeah. deal. Um, so because of his connections with Hollywood, he was able to establish himself really well in this community of sedona um because during that time hollywood was like super interested in like the red rocks because that's where the red rocks are mm-hmm. so it's a good backdrop for like western movies tv shows yeah. all that fun stuff um so in 1960 bob decided to purchase 140 acre land in bitter creek so it's actually now known <laughs> that's as where we're gonna live one day <laughs> bitter creek 110 <laughs> percent so bitter creek is now known as verde valley so i'm just gonna say verde valley from now on um so that's all that's in sedona as well um, so on the land, there was, like, an old, like, cedar house, but that was pretty much all that so, like, was left over. like, a log cabin type? Yeah, okay. kind of like a log cabin type thing. Um, so because of Bob's connections with Hollywood, he actually used this land, like, make movies, basically. Okay. Like, he, like, rented Turned the land. Turned it into a film studio? Kind of, like, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So it became a really popular place to sh- uh, shoot Western movies, such as Stay Away Joe. Have you heard of that movie? No, but fuck Joe, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Stay Away Joe is a Western movie, and the star... The main actor in that movie is Elvis Presley. 
oh okay so there's many commercials tv shows so apparently like bob worked on like 28 films in his career um 19 tv shows 77 commercials in his lifetime because of his like kodak license business too he also did like the production and stuff Mm -hmm. so it was like he was huge in the, the industry i guess um but his land hosted five films two tv shows and numerous commercials uh so during um the filming of stay away joe which was in i think 1967 an old western town was built on the grounds and actually remained on the property until like 1986 oh yeah so like a good like 20 years did they turn it into like a tourist spot or something they did actually so in 1990 bob's son john bradshaw took over management of the land and turned it into like an actual functioning ranch Mm -hmm. so i had all like moomoos and (laughs) (laughs) if you call cows moomoos it's the only way to call them i mean <laughs> i can't with you baby moves <laughs> baby moves baby little moves. winks <laughs> um so yeah he turned into like an actual functioning ranch but also like a tourist destination so there was like horseback rides cookouts campouts um someone said jeep tours which is just so fucking weird to me but Dude, jeep tours are a thing we were looking yeah. into like excursions in i th- think it was costa rica mm-hmm. and there's like first of all it's 300 for a jeep tour but you get a jeep and you like tour through like the jungle and stuff but you tour in like a line of jeeps i guess it's really weird like i can understand like atvs and stuff and like side by sides but like a jeep tour just sounds really fucking weird i guess the enclosure because all the bugs and stuff yeah i would rather be in a jeep than an atv in costa rica true for sure i mean all i can think about when you talk about costa rica and jeeps is jurassic park i was just gonna say so (laughs) (laughs) we should do it (laughs) so yeah and so that happened in 1990 he made all that stuff However, in 1992, that's when things got really weird. And it's not just because we were born. (laughs) We were born in 1992. So weird sightings began happening with Linda Bradshaw, who is John Bradshaw's wife. That name sounds familiar, Linda Bradshaw. She, uh, it's, uh, I feel like it's like a... I don't know. It's like, a, it's a really, she has a book. So I mean, maybe, maybe that's of, why. Yeah. Um, so Linda claimed to be seeing mysterious orbs of light in the sky over the ranch and bright flashes and of streaking like lights in the sky, kind of like a, a craft going by, but like really, really slow. And it started off like really slow sightings. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know, Sedona, Arizona is well known for UFO sightings. It's like a really good spot. I knew this would be an alien story when it came from your dad. dad. <laughs> yeah. Him and his, uh, he loves aliens. So... Um, but in, but seeing like the UFOs just wasn't weird enough for this place apparently. So Linda's claimed that comets would move across her property with like shooting beams of light and she saw weird like shadow people and other weird entities. I'm going to get into this a little bit more. Um, but Linda and her son have also claimed to have really weird experiences with actual UFOs on their property. So not only does this family see UFOs and they have also seen Bigfoot on their property. Yeah. (laughs) they're uh, arizona is nuts let me just tell you it's fucking crazy it's a hell no not even because it's aliens oh no yeah it's it's fucking weird um so they claim to see bigfoot on their property linda named one of them big girl i mean same (laughs) wait so are we thinking bigfoot is a species yeah okay yeah yeah so they see ufos they've seen bigfoot multiple big feet big feet (laughs) (laughs) it's like mooses mooses Also, not only do they see those, but they've also claimed to see literal dinosaurs on their range. Yeah, claiming... I I got into this part and I was like, this is... Has she been drug tested? Right, that's when I was like, this girl's nuts. Um, So they also claim to see literal dinosaurs, claiming one time to have seen a five foot tall lizard with a long standing um tail like standing on one of the dirt paths there was also large reptilian tracks that were found on the property too apparently they have photos of those as well i feel like there's there is reptiles in arizona though like in the desert yeah like that's definitely there's definitely reptiles but i don't know if they're like five foot tall i'm trying to think what species would be down there but i don't really know i don't think they'd be that big either they got lots of like monitors i would imagine i'm just picturing a really tall like a really small monitor and i just said a five foot tall lizard and i'm like girl (laughs) it's not even close (laughs) he was a monitor lizard he was supposed to be I, we had we used to have a savannah monitor um his name is snoopy mm-hmm. he, he was stunted though so they're supposed to be like big chunky like i'm sh- trying to show people and no one's looking but like <laughs> um they're supposed to be like small dog size basically okay and uh snoopy was stunted so he never got he got long he probably went from like uh shoulder to the tip of my finger from like tip to tail yeah but he was always very skinny but he was supposed to be like fat and chubby so like i could see a monitor lizard getting that big but but tall question mark yeah because like it's 
I don't know. They like when I was when I was researching it, someone put a, like a little picture of like a T Rex, and I was like, "That's way taller than five feet." <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit bigger than five feet. But yeah, so they've they've claimed that they've seen dinosaurs. Um, Linda also got really concerned because her livestock and her dogs were falling really ill for no apparent reason, oh. and her horse's manes would get like torn off, and it wasn't like a clean cut; like it was like ripped, like off. ripped out. Yeah, Aww. and I'm like, the horses wouldn't put up with that bullshit. No, they would stomp. Yeah, so it wasn't like a clean cut or anything. Um, so all of these claims were made in a book Linda wrote alongside UFOologist, which I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> Um, Tom Dongo. Apparently, he's like a huge Never heard person. The name. Yeah, in this in UFO stuff. <laughs> I'm not good at UFOs or anything like that. My dad is. And My sister just told me we should check out the show Ancient Aliens. That's. I also am not super into yeah. UFO. I don't know how much I believe in it, but I told her that we would look into the yeah. show. I'm pretty sure this one was on it. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. Arizona. I mean, I'm surprised it's not on every every freaking yeah. UFO thing. My dad watches Ancient Aliens. Though. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. Um. So this book is called Merging Dimensions: The Opening Portals of Sedona. So in this book, it shows all of like the crazy like she obviously is very into photography and she would just randomly take photos on her property Mm -hmm. so this book shows all of the crazy like photographs that linda has captured over the years um so like night um light anomalies those footprints and everything like that there's a lot of crazy shit that's that she has seen and Mm -hmm. her son has seen um i'm looking forward to seeing these pictures yeah um so linda bradshaw believes that all these extremely weird phenomena are result of an interdimensional portal okay so it's kind of like a doorway that, well, that would make sense yeah that has yeah. for some reason opened up on their ranch weird yeah so it's like there was one it's um um i forget what the, i think it's i'll have to find, figure the name of it it's in arizona but it's a set it's a separate ranch and there was like researchers on this property and they saw like this glowing light mm-hmm. and as they're like looking at it it ends up like landing and it makes like a it kind of like kind of like goes to disappear but then they see this like black figure oh like crawl out of this light with its elbows and just take off and then the light disappears oh so that's like they're that's what they're kind of saying that this portal is like an in, like an interdimensional so it's like anything can come through it so that's why they're seeing dinosaurs, the dinosaurs yeah because it's different timelines yeah. and stuff too Weird. which is like really hard to wrap your head around yeah i was just gonna say i have a hard time with like following timelines and portals and stuff yeah. like uh, dr strange was hard for me to watch <laughs> a little bit I, I didn't watch it for that exact reason um, i got confused. way too stoned when we went to see dr strange I'm and i surprised cried. by this ride <laughs> the the scene with the hands growing out of the hands growing out of the hands do you remember that i didn't see it i didn't oh, you haven't seen it, it yet no. oh shit no i full-on cried in that scene really? it was so trippy yeah it was bad you're just having a trip in the movie and you're it was just, it was awful it. very well done though very well shot yeah congrats marvel <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so like that's what they think there's a like an, that's her explanation her theory is that there's some type of portal on this land and that's why there's okay and there's like a lot of videos on youtube where you see these orb lights there's one video i was watching it shows about like five or six orbs sitting there and there's like one off to the left and like four of them kind of like clustered together mm-hmm. or there's like two off left i can't remember but they're like moving around and it's not like they're like shooting they're like hovering and they'll weird. like slowly move back and forth and like kind of like fade in and out and then just disappear. that's really weird because when you first started talking about it i thought maybe she was just seeing shooting stars yeah, and was yeah. like dumb yeah but that doesn't sound like a shooting star yeah. anymore and a lot of the like the a lot of the um the evidence shows that there's like almost like it's like lights from like an aircraft or something like mm-hmm. that but it's like hovering like really really slow and then it just shoots off and disappears weird yeah so i'm like i mean like if it was a comet or like a shooting star it would just shoot it would yeah just like hover there yeah yeah so the the portal is a theory that suggests it can bring forth pretty much anything from fucking ufos to goddamn dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> apparently so you know how there's like a reader's digest yeah apparently there's a ufo digest amazing so yeah according to this ufo digest bradshaw ranch has seen more paranormal activity in recent years than perhaps any other u.s location interesting yeah so television shows have captured light like videos of the orbs flying around while on location at the ranch so it's not like just random people going up there like tv shows have documented this um and it's been like different cameras at different times Mm -hmm. so it's like multiple so in 2013 there was a discovery channel um show called uncovering aliens Mm -hmm. and there was an episode about the bradshaw ranch and this wasn't aired like this part i'm going to tell you wasn't aired but according to a report a man on the crew his name was stephen jones um he randomly like wandered away from the group onto the actual property mm-hmm. and you're not i'll get into why you can't 
go into the property now but so he wandered onto the actual property of the ranch and so everyone was like where the fuck did he go and like freaking out so he actually returned about half an hour later and he was in a daze and claimed he heard disembodied voices all around him and when he went when he went he like was missing time like it's like he was like there for an hour but he was only like gone for half an hour and which is super fucking weird is he he was wearing a watch his watch stopped oh that's weird it stopped on the time that he left and it didn't like start up again oh that's fucking weird yeah so like literally he lost time isn't that nuts? That's trippy. Yeah. So by this point, you think like the Bradshaw is fucking crazy. I mean, dinosaurs. I can't get over it. It's just dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> but it's also like a really heavy tourist destination because of all these weird sightings. Mm-hmm. Like you can go and visit. They do tours there. Oh, cool. And so so it's obviously just not the Bradshaws that have seen these weird phenomenons. Has well, anyone else seen dinosaurs or is it just her? Uh, I don't know, actually. I have no idea. I'm find a dinosaur. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I will risk the heat to go see a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> you know those visors with the fans in them? That's all I need. And then we're going to find a dinosaur. That's going to be amazing. Can you please do that? <laughs> so to make it even more weird, to like, like make it like an actual thing to solidify this crazy ass conspiracy theory that there's a portal, in May 2003... The U.S. government suddenly and without explanation purchased the ranch and kicked the Bradshaws off of it. So, like, <laughs> not suspicious at not, all. Not at all. Not one bit. So they apparently paid them around like three point five million dollars. Oh, wow. So a government who normally doesn't buy ranches randomly decided they're like, I need this fucking ranch right now. Yeah. What the fuck are they hiding? Um, so the government chained up the place afterwards, denying any entry to the public. Um, so there's signs all over this area saying property of the United States. All persons are prohibited under penalty of the law from committing damage. Um, there's one that says property of the U.S. government. Trespassers will be prosecuted to the furthest extent of the law. So um, it's like Area 51? Yeah, they, bas- like, they shut Arizona? it down. They booked. They bought it from the Bradshaws, kicked them off. Like, they had no choice. They're like, kicked them off and got, got them the fuck out. Weird. Yeah. So locals say there's heavy military presence in the area and armed guards at the gates turning people away from the ranch. So that's why you can't go on it anymore. This is getting weird. Yeah. And apparently it's acquired by the U.S. Forest Service. So, which they have stated, they purchased the land to preserve valuable Native American archaeological sites in the area. And that's why they have... There was a, lots of air quotes. There was a lot of Just air so you quotes. know. I'm still going. <laughs> and that's why they have a strict no trespassing policy. Mm-hmm. Like, now nah, you guys are covering up a portal. So, <laughs> here's, here's what I have to say about that. There's tons of, uh, like, nature conservatories, nature parks. They don't have armed guards. Yeah. I can go walk my dog through a nature reserve. Yeah. Like, interesting. Why are you uh, locking it up there, bud? Area 52. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. So obviously it's very sketchy. Yeah. Because of all this. Yeah. So one of the, there's, there's, I was a little skeptical until you said that to yeah. be honest. Cause like, I don't know if I've, I probably said this. I believe that the government is hiding everything. I don't trust anyone in any government ever. There's so much shit that they're hiding yeah, from us. Definitely. 110%. Like I have some theories based on this, like on this and I'll get into it later, but like I have like, I, like I believe, I don't want to say I don't believe in UFOs. I believe there's something out there. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. There's like, I like, there's enough shit that's going on where it's like, hey, there is something there, but I can't picture that what's in my mind. Like, I don't picture yeah. anything from is, like. Is it a little green guy? Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. My theory, um, I always think that if we want to find aliens, we need to look further into the ocean. Yeah, definitely. Because I don't know if you've ever seen some of the ocean floor creatures that are out there, mm-hmm. but they're like. Terrifying. Bizarre what's yeah. down there. So I think, I don't think we need to look to the sky anymore. I think we need to go into the ocean. That being said, they did find a life form on Mars, I believe, mm-hmm. but it's like, um, like on a molecular level, like it's okay. they're like little, I don't know what to call them. I'm not sciencey, but they're little, like you could look at them in a Petri dish, but they yeah, were yeah. alive. Yeah. Yeah. If That's, that makes sense. Which is nuts though, because that science means... is in our strong suit. Okay. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> but like, where did we come from? Like where, how did we start? We started know, like, the exact yeah. same way at a molecular level. <laughs> that was really difficult for me to say. I, I do believe that there has to be some form of life on other planets because, like, why are we the only planet that has yeah. functioning life that we know of? Yeah. I feel like there's something definitely out there. And apparently the government does, too, because they're fucking locking this yeah. place up. So My theory still says ocean, though, because it's fucking weird yeah. down there, man. And we've only discovered, like, 70% of it or something like that. I feel like barely even 70%. Yeah. We, we've only a small... Like, we can't get as far down as no. I would like us to go. <laughs> you just want to go see the Titanic. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> If they ever did tours down there, I'd do it. No, I wouldn't. I'd be probably really scared. I don't like the ocean. I don't think you can't even get down there. You have to be in like the submerged. Yeah, the little, little submarine thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. I'd also be creeped out. Like there's um that place in Collingwood. 
I forget what it's called, but the water's so like crystal clear, but you swim over like sunken ships. Oh, cool. That freaks me. I can't do it. I went camping for my grade eight graduation and we were kayaking over sunken ships and I had the full blown pan. I can't do it. I don't know what really? freaks me out I think it. that's really cool. Yeah. My thing is, um, my problem is when there's nothing. So yeah. I went to Florida a few years ago and we did a snorkeling excursion and granted I was really sick to begin with. I had strep throat, so I was puking over the side of the boat, mm-hmm. but, uh, I got into the ocean and I looked around and there was just nothing and you know what's crazy like it's about just that? black and i have yeah. a full-blown panic attack i threw up in my snorkel oh my <laughs> and god I had to get it out of the ocean <laughs> there that was is... like pregnant ladies babies children and i was the one having a panic attack and you're swimming and... around with puke in your yeah. snorkel. that's but it was classy. beautiful until i looked around and yeah. i was like holy shit there's just space like it just goes on forever yeah. you can't there's no end and that's the creepiest bit is like you there could be nothing and then all of a sudden there's something yeah like a shark and it can fucking eat you and that was my first thought yeah. i turned around and saw blackness i was like you know there could be a shark coming at me and i have no idea yeah and then i lost it and i'd be like i'm gone now goodbye so i'd almost <laughs> rather see the shipwrecks than yeah. than nothing yeah so <laughs> i'm gonna go into like a couple of like theories um and then maybe it'll spark a conversation but so one of the big theories on what's happening with this ranch is like the history of the land so i'm gonna talk a little bit about skinwalkers and some native american oh god that's so terrifying (laughs) so skinwalkers are said to be evil human beings who have gained supernatural power by having murdered a close relative weird Um, yeah so by committing this cultural taboo these people become skinwalkers which allows them to have the ability to transfer themselves into animals and oh. they would appear slightly too large like disproportionate and have like like really the creepy, lizard yeah like ah. really creepy glowing eyes um so this is all a native native american culture just mm-hmm. i i think i said that um so even though they can assume like any form of animal it's mostly reported in the forms of like coyotes foxes owls crows or the main things one, that are sort of a symbols a wolf yeah. yeah things that are sort of symbols in their culture exactly yeah um so the the navajo so that's a native uh community in arizona and like other parts mm-hmm. of the states their term for skinwalkers which i cannot pronounce so i'm not going to say it um but their term for the skinwalkers literally translates to with it it goes on all fours oh yeah um so skinwalkers are commonly encountered near native reservations and the navajo legend literally states the first rule of skinwalker is you don't talk about them period when it comes to these beings try not to think about them too hard and whatever you do never say the name out loud so i've said the name about 10 times already oh, so shit. i'm fucked <laughs> I, I was writing, I was researching this and I was like writing it and I was like, this is so fucking cool. And then, and then you get to this part and I was like, I am dead. <laughs> if I see a skinwalker in my backyard, I'm going to shit myself. This whole time I've been thinking, so you said like their eyes look funny and stuff. All I can think about is ditto the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a wolf with like a ditto face. You're <laughs> That's all I'm picturing. <laughs> You're such a nerd. No. <laughs> um, so there are many um, Navajos who firmly believe in their existence and refuse to discuss them publicly because they believe these creatures walk from like freely among them. So like they're like me and you, and they can just transform. So under the night sky. Sorry, just to just to understand. So it's a person who kills a family member. Yeah. So do they no longer become human? They're not human anymore. Yeah. They like lost their okay their soul and like they've lost their humanity basically. Okay. And so now they have the ability to become these supernatural beings. Yeah, exactly, and transform. And that's just what their culture believes that's like that's yeah that's their theory behind it which is nuts and there's evidence of them which is scarier what kind of evidence so there was a report of a man in sedona driving at night near a deserted ranch a locked (sighs) up ranch um he claimed that one of these he called them shapeshifters um started running alongside his car and then darted in front and then disappeared off the road after letting a huge screeching laughter oh yeah I'm pretty sure it was Ghost Adventures. They did an episode um, in the Navajo community. There's like, it's called um, Skinwalker Canon. And so this one has like evidence of a lot of like skinwalkers. Mm -hmm. And they actually had had to, they got, they were warned, like, don't go there. Like, there's bad shit that's going to happen to you. They actually had a, um, I believe the Navajo have like people in their community that like are essentially like witches. So they were able to like bless um the people in like ghost adventures like before they left onto this territory Mm -hmm. that episode is messed up like they see shit they see things like running around and they hear they go into a cannon and there's like literally like screeching noises oh wow yeah and it just gives me the heebie-jeebies so go watch it it's (laughs) It's terrifying and i almost shit myself you should check it out but it's (laughs) but but the cannon it's in arizona okay that's why i brought up yeah 
So the reason why I bring up like the Skinwalkers is because the Bradshaw Ranch is in the middle of two native heritage sites. So in the Palaki, I think it's how you pronounce it, the Palaki Heritage Site and the Hong Anki, the Hanaki, okay, Hanaki Heritage Site. We're trying. Guys. I apologize <laughs> if I butchered that. I'm doing my I, best. I'm just gonna add the story that I'm doing is Russian. Oh, it's not gonna go any better than okay. this. <laughs> so we fail together. <laughs> Yay um so yeah they're like they're like cliff um dwellings and they are like from like what is it like before bc i don't even know what era they're from (laughs) before before christ before before christ i don't get any of that shit so (laughs) it was a long time ago so this like these cliff dwellings started but then um there was like tribes living after like it's a community like Mm -hmm. it, it flourished um so legend has it that these two tribes um had such great power and magic that they could summon forth beings through portals um so if these people were conducting like their rituals um and performing ceremonies like just practicing their beliefs i'm not surprised if there was a portal that still lingers there because let's all remember their american um indians in the sedona and veridia fam or valley were driven out by the united states army by force and many people died and because they were pushed out with force then there's like no one left to maintain these gateways portals because they got run off by the do you think they sort of left them open on purpose maybe like fuck you yeah it could have been <laughs> i would yeah to take my land deal with some dinosaurs yeah. <laughs> there's reason why those if they did are able to open these portals i could see those portals being left open i i think they would have done it on purpose yeah. as like a deal with this yeah. take our land deal with it and it's like if there is like a map um uh, like a, like the google map and the two heritage sites and bradshaw ranch is literally right in the, in middle. the middle right in the middle i love this the level of petty <laughs> so uh, so yeah, so like another theory. Um, so there have been suggestions for decades that there's top secret underground bases and like elaborate tunnel systems, which people suggest is used by both extraterrestrials and the U.S. military. So yeah, <laughs> to share it with the aliens, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so they vary by location, but some people believe there's like an entrance at a large cement plant in Jerome, which is in Arizona, okay. and one right beneath the Bradshaw Ranch, and then various other canyon areas in Sedona. Um, so because the ranch is now so heavily guarded with armed soldiers and, but like these people, like the personnel that are guarding, mm-hmm. um, the Bradshaw ranch, they don't have any like visible insignias on their uniform. So oh. it doesn't say who they are. Oh. So it's not like it's like FBI or like the U S government. Like they're just armed just guards. Ar- so you have no idea. So it's basically like area 51 guards. <laughs> basically area 51.0 yeah exactly so that like really intensified this opinion of this theory is that the government is literally high like there's a theory that there's a portal Mm -hmm. but then this theory suggests that it's all ufo based and the the government knows about it and Mm -hmm. they want to control it so i kind of like the portal theory oh i 100 percent. yeah that's my i'm leaning towards it would make sense with the the different variations of what people are seeing because like bigfoot isn't known to frequent the desert like he's found in like forests and stuff like that uh dinosaurs are definitely not still around so like where do they come from i I, I like this portal theory a little bit yeah and especially with like native americans there's like like where these um, uh, cliff dwellings are there is um I f- they're like like scriptures on like the rocks yeah there. The, what are they called the pictographs or yeah. whatever yeah there's like um if that's the right word i don't think it is i don't fuck it whatever <laughs> it's like just the paints on like the yeah their rocks and there's some of them that are like really weird shaped looking men so like the skinwalkers yeah but then there's a group it looks like they're like a bunch of people and it, it, i can i can definitely see that it's like the moon but mm-hmm. some people say that it's like maybe they're like, like a, an orb or oh, okay. like a port exactly or like, like a, a portal, portal. <laughs> yeah and there's like there's like ones that show like rituals happening and stuff like that so if they can open the portal and then the americans just like run them off their land of i course also like they're the gonna... sort of witchy vibes yeah in this, the like magic vibes behind yeah. it this is a cool story yeah thanks dad yeah thanks dad i did not because he told me about the this bradshaw ranch and i was like kind of like reading into it but then when i like got more into it i was like oh there's this there's this there's this and i was like layers endless i was up until like three in the morning trying to figure this shit out (laughs) can confirm i woke up to a text this morning oh god said too drunk to finish script we'll finish in morning (laughs) oh my god i had so much wine because i was like this is (laughs) mind-blowing i need i need a drink or like five (laughs) 
Yeah, so there's a couple of theories. There's This one's, it's not really a theory, but this is also just really weird. Um, so there's a huge number of people that go missing in the Verde, fa- or Verde Valley. Um, according to the National Missing and Unidentif- Unidentified Person System, which is like NAMUS, Arizona has more sets of unidentified remains and per capita missing persons cases than almost any other state. That's wild. Yeah, so federal stats show about 2,000 people missing in Arizona alone to this day. Um, so David Pollitz, um, he was a police officer for 20 years, created a map. Mm-hmm. And he like, um, so it's about 28 clusters of missing people across the continent. And on this map, the Verde Valley region has the number one place of the state of people to go missing. Um, so like, it's almost like they're being abducted. abducted. <laughs> and like a lot of these like missing cases are just like they vanish, like completely That's weird. Like, without a trace. Yeah. I also, I've been thinking this whole time, Area 51 is in California or Las Vegas or Las not Las Vegas, Vegas Nevada. No, yeah, it's Nevada. <laughs> Las Vegas is not a state. Um <laughs> We're from it, Canada. It so seems like... to all be in like that desert area that yeah. all of this alien activity, because it's like empty land, if you think about it, like yeah. there's not much going on in the desert. And there's not much we know about the desert. It's kind of like a... Yeah. This is fun. I'm yeah. having fun with this one. It's weird because like, so yeah, it's like the number, it's on that map. It shows it's the number one place in the States to go missing. So I feel like it should be like a big cause of concern because it's not right now. Yeah. It, it should be. I didn't know that fact. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, people are just vanishing, like, to thin air. So why is it, like, such a hot spot? Um, So a really weird detail has been released by David is that the very odd disappearance taking place are in areas where they have, like, devil in the name. So Devil's Bridge is located in Sedona. Yeah. And, I mean, if you, like, look at it, I'm not surprised people go vanishing. Yeah. Because, like, I would die just trying to hike there. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, like, a lot of people just, like, up and vanish. Like, gone. Like, hikers, like, there's nothing left. They have no idea. And they've, like, tried to find their remains. I imagine some search and rescue have gone out. And some people have, like, like, some people have been found and, like, the remains have been found. But they've been found in, like, really brutal ways. Oh. So, like, literally, like, ripped apart. Like, maybe coyotes got at them. Or, I don't know, skinwalkers. Skinwalkers dressed as coyotes? Yes. There is one. There's one case that I do want to cover because it's it's really weird. It's going to be a short case, but it's more of a true crime case. But it has skinwalkers. It has to do with skinwalkers. Yeah. Do you, girl? Yeah. And that's I don't want to go into too much detail, but a, a woman from the Navajo um community was found and she was like badly beaten bruised but she had like really severe um puncture wounds in her chest that suggests that it was more than just your normal coyote wolf interesting and that's how she died like it wasn't it wasn't like an assault it was well obviously she got assaulted but like it wasn't like someone yeah a person didn't do it yeah so that's a case i'm gonna cover eventually but some people have also blamed the disappearances on Bigfoot. <laughs> God damn it, Bigfoot. Right? So many Verde, um, uh, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I'm pretty sure. I think it's okay. We're doing our best. Yeah. <laughs> so many Verde Valley uh, residents have claimed to see Bigfoot in the area, and that valley actually has the most sightings of Bigfoot than any other place in Arizona. So apparently Arizona is really well known for Bigfoot. Really? Yeah, I didn't know I that either. I it was more like northern states, yeah. like even almost close to us in Canada. Mm-hmm. Like Colorado. And, yeah. Yeah. Foresty areas. Yeah, yeah. But apparently it's a huge thing. But then again, the portal might be letting them in. He just go on, goes for summer vacation in Arizona. Yeah. He's like a snowbird. He's like, bye. It's cold up here, guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, Arizona is just like a really crazy place, apparently. You can go, like I said earlier, you can go on tours and visit the ranch, but you can't like actually go on the property. So these You just tours, get to look at it from afar. Yeah, like these tours take you to like the actual fence mm-hmm. part and they're like, just respect it. Like, don't go through it. You'll literally die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, what, they take them on tours. You can go and see that. But like fuck like ufos skinwalkers dinosaurs portals, bigfoot <laughs> military conspiracy arizona's fucking this is, got wild. a little bit of everything yeah it's a snack mix of mysteries yeah. i like it <laughs> it's wild man. that was fun yeah so that that's um the bradshaw ranch slash how arizona's fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> well that was fun i like that one a lot yeah so thanks dad <laughs> um my turn uh this week i'm talking about a russian serial killer his name is alexander pachushkin uh, he's nicknamed the chessboard killer for a creepy reason. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, he was uh, caught in Moscow and convicted in 2007 of killing 48 people. Holy shit. 48 people. Can you believe? Um, How long was can he you doing believe? it for? Can you believe <laughs> But I'm going to watch this Queer Eye. <laughs> 
Um, that's nuts. I've never. I I feel. I recognize the name. The chessboard killer, or yeah. his like actual name. The chessboard killer. Yeah. So it's. Um. I feel like maybe like Criminal Minds or something did a spin on it a little bit because it sounded familiar to me as well. But this is one of the first killers that I actually didn't know about before doing this research. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I had a little bit of fun with it. Because then you learn too. We're all learning. Yay! Um, so I did a little bit on his background. There's not a whole lot out there about his childhood, but what I did find was like telltale serial killer signs, like yeah. a duh moment. Um, so he was born April 9th, 1974 in Moscow, Russia. Um, his parents divorced when he was quite young and he grew up without his dad. Sign number one. <laughs> He bonded with his, I believe, paternal grandfather as, like, a father figure, and the two became very close. Uh, his grandfather saw that he was intelligent, and he began to teach him the game of chess, which, again, plays an important role in this case. He soon became an exceptional chess player, often defeating competitors much older than he was. Uh, so he had a bit of a tough childhood. He used to be, like, a sociable child. He had friends and stuff, uh, but he suffered a massive brain injury. I think he was about four years old when this happened. Oh, wow. So yeah. And sorry young very young uh he had to spend time in an institute for the disabled as a result of this injury so it was a serious injury um he ended up recovering like there was no obvious damage other than the serial killer thing yeah they say what happened to him like what what caused Um, that injury i don't remember a lot of it didn't say there was one theory something about like falling out of a bed or something okay okay but um yeah he was very young when it happened i always i always thought the serial killers were sort of born evil but this case sort of made me rethink it because as far as i mean i know he was only four so it's hard to tell but as far as they could tell he was normal until this point Mm -hmm. So very interesting that the nature virtues nurture thing a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, he was bullied as a child, and as a result of this injury, the bullying got worse because people are awful. Yeah. Um, so they would make fun of, I mean, the fact that he was in a, an institution, that was a joke, apparently. Um, oh, that's not funny. People stopping Bullying assholes. is mean. <laughs> it is. Um, you make serial killers when you bully people. Literally. Or also just really sad people. I was bullied, and I'm yeah. sad all the time. <laughs> Maybe you're a serial killer. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what year it took place in, but he lost his grandfather, and apparently this affected him very deeply, and he went from being sort of like the weird outcast to like having violent outbursts. He was aggressive towards people, um, and eventually he turned to murder. So there's uh, rumors that he idolized another serial killer in Russia named Andrei Chikatilo, who was convicted of 52 murders in 1992. Holy shit. Remember, 1992. I can uh, remember that. I was born. <laughs> we were born. Um, around the time of Chikatilo's trial in 1992, Petrushkin committed his first murder. He was only 18 years old, and he killed the boyfriend of a neighbor that he had had a crush on. So the boy, whose name was Sergei, was found dead in his apartment. Uh, police initially believed it was a suicide. Um, it was also thought that he killed the girl that he had a crush on. Her name was Olga. Okay. Her body was found in... Uh, Bitsevsky Park in 2005, and that's important because that's where, uh, yeah, it is where the rest of his murders took place. He was never convicted of this murder, but I mean, yeah, it looks pretty mad. And that happened in 2005. Yep. So around the time of his killing spree. Okay. But they never pinned that one on him. Interesting. Um, so allegedly, he pushed Sergey out of a window. And while the police did question him in the case, they did officially declare it a suicide. Um, but Chuskin put out like a, a televised confession and in that confession he said this first murder it's like the first love is unforgettable what an asshole yeah holy he's a very strange guy we're gonna we're gonna keep going but he weirded me out the most he has zero conscience this guy like yeah i i'm like, hoping give a shit. this one's a little bit short for me this week so i put one of his interviews at the end that i'm gonna read some answers from because it's he just gave me the heebie-jeebies yeah um, so he didn't start killing again until the early 2000s. He waited a couple of years. Okay. Uh, he began, Gave himself a nice little break. Yeah. Just compose himself a little bit. Yeah. He began visiting Bitevsky Park, which again is where Olga's body was found. Okay. And he would start to target uh, the elderly and the homeless. He would bring them, like he would meet them at the park and he would lure them in by saying, hey, I got some vodka. You want to go drink vodka with me? And he would bring them to what he said was his dead dog's grave. Um, so there does appear to be some truth to the dog's grave story. He did get a dog around the time his grandfather died to help him, I guess, cope with the yeah. death. And was his, like, I guess his grandfather was like his father figure yeah. in his life. Yeah, and they were super, super close. Like okay. everything I read said they were like the best of friends. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, he did get a dog to help cope with his grandfather's death. Um, I read an interview with him, like I said, where he does confirm the dog passed away, but he doesn't say if it was actually buried in the park. Um, the, the thing that creeped me out about what he said, um, he had like a compassion regarding his dog's death that he didn't have towards the humans that he killed. Uh, he basically said he didn't take good enough care of the dog and it died as a result of his lack of care. That is heartbreaking. Yeah. But here's the thing. He was heartbroken about it. He kept saying like, I wish I took better care of the dog. If yeah. I just did this, he would have lived. I feel so bad. So you have then, sympathy for his dog, but not for Yeah. And then being. when asked about his victims, he's like, eh. What, they're, they're just people. Which, I mean, same. I love dogs more than people, too. Yeah. But <laughs> you would never kill a person. I thought it was weird that he showed so much compassion towards his yeah. dog, but not his people that he brutally killed. Maybe because he has, like, an emotional connection with his dog, whereas, like, with these pe- random people that he's killing, it's kind of just, like, people to him. Like, he has yeah, no connection it's nothing with to them, him. So he doesn't care enough. Whereas, like, I mean, I could see that because dogs just love, you know what I mean? Dogs yeah. just want to love so much, so he probably bonded with his dog more than he would with a human. Yeah. It's um, very rare for, like, a serial killer, like, in that state where they don't have an emotional connection, that it's very rare for them to have an emotional connection with anything. Yeah. Whether it's a dog or yeah. a cat. Yeah, even serial anything. killers that are, like, married and stuff that yeah. have, like, you know, their serial killer in secret on the side, like, they'll say that they never really loved their wives, they were just going through the motions, they were just getting married and having kids to look normal and stuff. Like, kind of, like, fake a life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To um, seem normal. Yeah, which worked really well for most of them. Yeah. <laughs> so Pachuskin would visit this park and start to chat people up. He would offer them alcohol. And then when they were drunk enough, he would find whatever blunt instrument was around, a hammer, a piece of pipe, whatever was around at the park. And uh, he would essentially beat them to death so he didn't have like a serial killer kit he just used what was convenient at the time pretty much because uh from what i'm reading it was like a different thing every time like it wasn't the same he just found a rock beat you with the rock found a hammer beat you with the hammer um so he's got away with this with a a mix of like planning but also opportunistic killing yeah very interesting mo um to conceal the bodies he often threw his victims in a sewer pit uh this next part's a little graphic made my tummy turn a little bit so fair warning skip the next 30 seconds or so if you don't like gore holly just looked at a watch that's not on her (laughs) (laughs) just so everyone knows (laughs) one day when we start a youtube channel it's gonna be ridiculous you guys are fucking nuts (laughs) (laughs) um i'm laughing but this is graphic coming up uh some of the victims were still alive at the time that they were thrown into the sewer and their actual cause of death was drowning oh my god that's as opposed to being beaten to death yeah um as it's terrible it's awful it made me it made my stomach turn a little bit because human like they're probably in so much pain they're probably conscious you know what i mean um and he knew when he threw them in he knew they were alive i'm not sure they didn't specify that much and i don't think the interview spoke about it i'm gonna say i think he assumed they were dead and just chucked them yeah because if you threw if you knew they were alive and then threw them down there that makes him even more sadistic oh absolutely i feel like he either didn't care to check or he just assumed they were dead yeah but absolutely awful uh made my skin crawl a little bit um, as the killings progressed, he his attacks grew more savage. Um, one victim was found with a vodka bottle broken and sticking out of their head. Oh, oh my God. Um, he seemed to care less about the disposal of the body. He would just leave them out in the open to be found. Um, by 2003, Moscow residents, especially those that lived near the park, feared that there was a serial killer on the loose. It took them a couple of years to figure it out. Only a couple. <laughs> and the newspaper nicknamed him the Bitevsky Maniac. So again, Bitevsky is the park is where this is taking place. Yeah. So he, he gets a name change partway through. So at this current point in time, he is the Bitevsky Maniac. Although most of his victims were elderly men, there were three women and one child uh, tied to this case as well. The body of one woman was found with tiny stakes hammered into her skull and around her eyes. Oh. So I'm thinking like sort of nail-like objects. Yeah. That's um, so vicious. He really didn't like her. Yeah, apparently. Um, and again, the changing MO makes this seem like more of a rage kill than a well-thought-out, no. like, planned kill. Yeah. During the spring of 2006, he killed Marina Moskaliova. You had That was good. <laughs> Not that too shabby. Really it, it, it seems mostly phonetic in Russia. <laughs> Um, I hope. Uh, and she was his last victim. She was a co-worker of his at a grocery store. And uh, they found a bus ticket in her pocket, I guess, when they discovered her body. And they decided to look at the surveillance tapes from the Moscow metro system and saw her walking with Pachuskin along the uh, platform of the subway station or whatever is yeah, in Russia. whatever terminal they were at. So she kept that ticket and ended up uh, in her death solving all of these cases. Wow. Um, I also read that she left a note for her son telling him where she was and all that stuff. So bless this lady's soul, she put a really bad guy away. 
And it's crazy. It's like she knew something was going to happen. Yeah. I don't know if he was like, from what I've read, he seemed to be like a, a fairly normal guy, but it almost seems like she was uncomfortable with him. Like she got a vibe. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she made sure to write down like his name yeah. on the note to her son. He was arrested on June 16th, 2006, and he was eventually convicted in October the following year. Um, again, 48 murders and three attempted murders because somehow three people survived. Good for them. Good for them. Um, I, I'm guessing they didn't, couldn't tell the police who did it to them. Like they were, they were probably so badly beaten that they had memory loss or whatever. Isn't it crazy that it took a woman dying with a bus pass in her jacket Mm -hmm. to solve a murder? There's 48 people. I think it's brilliant question mark again pardon any words we use that seem insensitive yeah um i think it's brilliant when cases like that happen where like a victim knows they're about to die so they grab hair or they you know what i mean Mm -hmm. they they grab some sort of clue to be like fuck you i'm dead but i'm still putting you away kind of thing yeah like they know what to do it's it's yeah i hope that if i'm ever in a terrible situation i'm smart enough to like grab some hair scratch some skin get it under my fingernails or something yeah um, I just think it's like it shows how brave people are yeah. in their last moments. Exactly, most definitely, and especially with like how I want to say sloppy he was with the way yeah. his killings were. How was it not like stopped before then? Like he managed to to so I think it was fifty one people total between the murders and the attempted murders, mm-hmm. and it took them till. 2006 so his first murder was 1992 that's a lot of math that's a lot of <laughs> 10 14 years yeah Any and that's that? a lot of people in 14 years and it took them that long to find him so i don't know how he managed to hide i don't know how he managed to not leave anything behind at the scenes but god bless marina for keeping that ticket because that put this guy away yeah that's freaking nuts that's like what like f- four people a year for 14 years yeah and um, I didn't, I didn't see dates of any of the victims' deaths or anything, so I don't know if it was like you know one a month, one yeah. every other week. Like I don't know like what if it he was. Had a time frame where he stopped for a while. I feel then... like he almost like he would get sad and drunk and then be like, I gotta fucking kill someone now because I'm drunk and sad, and then then he would do it because yeah. it seemed to be pretty sporadic. He kind of had like a dark passenger that popped up. Once yeah, in a while. like a split personality yeah. type thing, which again would go back to the brain injury. Yeah. So, I don't know. This brain injury thing is really cool. It reminds me of, uh, what's his name? Aaron Hernandez, the football player. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they're saying that his brain injuries could have led to what had happened. Um, And again, I always thought that serial killers were just born serial killers. Yeah. Um, Also, like, their surroundings would would help, like, if they have a terrible family life and whatnot. But the brain injury thing was something that I was sort of skeptical about. But this case is sort of... Any brain injury that's that traumatic can definitely alter the way your brain well, yeah. functions there's there's um cases of brain injuries where someone wakes up speaking a different language yeah that they've never spoken in their life it was just like memory loss yeah right like how how can you randomly like if you get a brain injury how can you forget the last like 10 years sort of yeah. thing like that's weird um slightly off topic but uh like 10 years ago my dad was in the hospital for like a totally different thing and uh he was in a coma for like a year or so mm-hmm. and when he woke up from the coma it was almost like his brain was trying to put the memories back together yeah so he kept asking like when he was going home and he kept saying i'm going home on front street we're like dad nothing's on front street like what are you talking yeah. about front street for those who don't know is downtown toronto that's what union station the big station is on yeah um the big train station sorry i keep forgetting that not everyone's from toronto <laughs> it's our main train station to get into the downtown core so my dad thought we lived there oh he kept saying he was going to drive the train to the house. And we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And that's about? just his brain trying to... Yeah. And then we realized uh, him and my mom met at the post office that was just off of Front Street. Oh my God, that's adorable. So he was... Like, his memories were, like, coming back, but they were, like, jumbled. And he did have... Um, it wasn't a brain injury per se. It was, like, lack of oxygen yeah. to the brain. But it was, it's interesting how the the brain can make up memories, can piece together like memories. He eventually got it all back. He nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do not live at a train station. But that's, the- like, my mom, she had a... It was probably, like, five or six years ago. She had a, the seizure in the car. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going, like, to the hospital when it happened. And... She, i wasn't in the car at the time but my sister was mm-hmm. but like just seeing my mom in like the hospital she just kept like she lost memory in like 10 seconds yeah. she would look at me and be like were you in the car and i'm like no i wasn't in the car she'd be like okay literally 10 seconds later she was like danielle were you in the car and i'm like no i did this like an, for an hour i was like no mom i'm not in the fucking car <laughs> it, but it's it's just crazy and it shows that like yeah. that brain injury like she lost her memory 
every 10 seconds for in, like in a the matter like, of a second yeah. too like she it a seizure is not like a very long yeah thing to happen you know no. what i mean it's usually a couple minutes and it's done yeah and so, her memory loss it wasn't like permanent it was just like that when it happened yeah. the aftermath of it, it was like a day or something she just couldn't re- for like couldn't remember like a minute ago yeah it was not the same thing with my dad his wasn't permanent at all it was almost like his brain was trying to to put the pieces of the puzzle together and once he got it he was fucking fine yeah he he knew everything yeah he, he doesn't remember his time in the hospital or didn't remember the time in his hospital but uh everything else was there like yeah. the last you know 50 some odd years of his life all came back to him it's pretty the much human just... brain is so freaking cool yeah it's it is. like i i took psychology a little bit in high school and i wish i did more but i didn't give a shit enough in high school <laughs> but yeah that was off topic but a no. little bit <laughs> i mean but like the brain's fascinating and how it works i and that's again why i'm into serial killers because i think they are the prime example of how the human brain is so fragile yeah. that like something as simple as parents getting a divorce will Trigger. will trigger someone into becoming a serial killer yeah and it's just how their brain their brain functions yeah like because that. emotional damage is brain damage too you know what yeah, i mean yeah. especially at a young age when your brain is just warming and you don't know how to do and especially now like back to like how like saying that like a brain injury could cause you to be a serial killer but like also like social media these days can mm-hmm. influence you so mm-hmm. much now so like that also forms your brain and yeah. your brain's constantly learning and so. kids are getting phones younger and younger my yeah. nephew's 11 and he got, just got his first cell phone for his birthday oh and he was the last of his friends to get a cell phone that's crazy at 11 i got my first cell phone when i was 18 i got it for my 16th birthday mm-hmm. my parents paid for the first year and then they cut it off and told me to buy my own yeah my <laughs> my first my first phone was when i got um uh the job at pj's pets oh yeah and i pay, i got a blackberry it was great oh my God, blackberry yeah mine was like a red flip phone okay back to the case yeah sorry um so after his arrest the police discovered a chessboard in his house with dates on 61 or 62 of the 64 squares um for some reason no one could agree on the number of squares that had a date on it so every square he wrote a date yeah okay and i'm assuming that's the date that he killed people people. Mm -hmm. um but for some reason no one could agree if it was 61 or 62 squares don't know why yeah um he obviously was a fan of the game he had been playing with his grandfather he was very good at it and he was trying to kill as many people as there were squares on the chessboard uh he did confirm this once in an interview but then he later retracted his statement and said he just liked killing and he would have killed forever if they never stopped him just got a second chess i don't believe that i believe that the chessboard thing was his thing and once he got caught he was just like i'm just gonna make up a bunch of stories to make myself sound cool yeah exactly but that's nuts that he was like i'm gonna kill this person i'm gonna write a date on the chessboard yeah that's so apparently so again he was only charged with 51 people's deaths and attempted murders so there's 10 to 11 more out there that they haven't either found the bodies or they haven't uh tied to him officially um and they're just going based off the dates on the the passport okay and he also said that there's uh, about 11 people or so that uh i'm actually going to get to it from the interview so let me not say that now i don't want to wreck it okay (laughs) i'm waiting in anticipation it's it's two seconds away i promise (laughs) so yeah he said he was going to kill forever if they never caught him i don't believe that um i mentioned this earlier but he did do a live confession uh on russian television in it he discussed at length his need to kill he said quote for me a life with murder is like a life without food for you so he's basically saying he could not live without killing people which is crazy it was a bare necessity for his survival to kill people yeah he showed no remorse and he later argued that he should be charged with more murders keeping with his claim of killing 61 or 63 people his story varied also no one can make up their mind about how many people he killed also why did russia air this on tv it's russia why is that normal like <laughs> it's russia yeah like oh my god so yeah his story varied as to how many people he officially killed mm-hmm. and uh he said in an interview quote i thought it would be unfair to forget about the other 11 people oh nice sympathy you have there bud yeah thanks thanks for that i yeah. mean in a roundabout way he's not wrong we should you know respect the other victims and give their family closure but the police can't tie him to this there's yeah. either been no bodies found or no evidence to tie him to it can you tie someone to it if they say that they did it or do you yes and have, no like, because there are cases where there's no bodies found that yeah. people have been charged with murder yeah because um, i don't like hearsay can't be a thing but if they like, confess to it is it there has to be enough other evidence to support it there's okay. um there's an ongoing case right now um a woman separated from her abusive husband i can't remember names but this is current so if you if you're into true crime you should be following this um she has been missing for like a year or more or something Mm -hmm. like that and uh they found her car with blood in it and then they found his clothes or something with her blood on it so it's very obvious that he killed her but there's still no body found but they still charged him 
Oh, okay. Because it was, it was like there was enough yeah. evidence to say like he obviously fucking did it, but we're yeah. just never gonna find the body. And that's really away. rare for them to charge like charge. It's really with hard body. to do. It doesn't happen all the yeah. time, but it has to be like blatantly obvious. Like her blood was in his house that she no longer lived at, kind yeah. of thing. This son of a bitch though uh, <laughs> sat in his car and put a pipe in the exhaust pipe and killed himself instead of facing jail time. So he's never been um, convicted. He never finished his trial. This poor family's never going to get closure. They didn't keep him in jail during his trial? Nope. His bail must not have been high enough. He killed 48, 48 people. Oh, no, no, no. This is the, the guy I'm talking about with his wife. Oh, fuck. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. This, the guy with his wife. Oh, He my took God. the easy way out. They, um, this actually just happened a couple weeks ago. They yeah. found him. He missed his bail hearing or something like that. And the police went to go arrest him for missing his bail and hearing. And car. And found him in his car Piece dead. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. That's Which, so obviously you fucking did it. Yep. And now the family's left without closure. Wow. I hate stories like that. That makes me so mad. Yeah. And suicide's like a huge thing and it's a big thing. But when people use it like that, it makes me really mad. Yeah. Suicide is awful. Don't get us wrong. But I mean, that guy's a dick for doing it. Yeah. So Petushkin was convicted in October of 2007. During his trial, they had to put him in a glass cage for his own protection. Okay, Hannibal Lecter. (laughs) Literally, people were threatening to, I guess, shoot him in court and stuff like that, which, I mean, let them. So stop. He was in court in a glass box. Yeah, Yeah, because they were concerned for his safety. Do we have pictures of this? Because I need to see it. I I didn't find any, but I could try to find some. Oh my God, I would die. Uh, The jury deliberated for only three hours, which wouldn't have taken me that long. Yeah. And they found him guilty of 48 counts of murder and three accounts of attempted murder. Judge Vladimir. Vladimir Usov sentenced him to life imprisonment with 15 years in solitary confinement. Oh, brutal. The hideous nature of his crimes renewed the interest in reinstating Russia's death penalty. So this is recent. Like I said, 2007. I don't know if they actually went through with reinstating the death penalty, but this guy, they, he pissed people off so much that they're like, fucking kill him. Yeah. And I agree. Kill him. That's, um, like, that's amazing that like... It's it's just crazy how like the Russian society works. They're like we're gonna give him air, like TV time and like let him do his whole spiel, but we're gonna reinstate the death penalty. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Very weird. So the um, interview I had mentioned, I just wanted to read maybe two or three of his answers it's not a very long interview but it just shows how sort of like soulless he is Mm -hmm. a little bit so someone asked him about life in prison and he said quote when i was brought to prison i was not in a good mood now it's gotten better i've completely adapted they have ideal water here it's so hot i even have to dilute it with cold water for all the time that i've been here my hair was cut only once do you know how much time they gave me to take a shower five whole minutes no muffin wow so the the weird part is that he's like totally fine with being in jail now even after 15 years of solitary confinement and that's like harsh on on, like a person like and on and for any reason you like are stuck in a cell by yourself and you don't see i couldn't be alone with my own thoughts for 15 years i feel like it could make him crazier it could he is yeah it would absolutely drive you mad like what do you do you nothing (laughs) i'd lose my mind i mean or i'd get some really good sleep yeah for once in my life um i think he's still alive too to this day like he's he was fairly young i believe he's only in his 40s when he was arrested oh at the time of this interview he was 33 so he's he's definitely still alive that's unfortunate um someone asked him his thoughts on human life he said quote human life is not too long it is cheaper than a sausage my lawyer, for example, I would cut him open like a fish. I would have killed him like an insect, and I would see, receive much pleasure from the process. I would cut him up and make belts from his flesh. He said, but as for remembering everyone I killed, who and when and where, that I don't remember. I don't even care to remember. He's an absolute psychopath. Yup. That is disturbing. Um, he spoke a little bit about religion. Uh, he said he was baptized, but he hated that he was baptized. He doesn't believe in religion. He doesn't believe someone exists. He's just very dark. He's a very, very dark human being. This is the part again about his dog. Uh, someone asked him if he had dreams, cause I guess they're trying to figure out how his brain is yeah. working. Um, he said he has nightmares only. Um, most of them are about his dog. Oh, and this is where he says about his dog dying. Uh, he said, quote, she died. It was my fault. I treated it, how to say, not very, she could have been saved. So he's like thinking as he's talking a little bit. It was a bad situation. It left something in my subconscious. So if you compare it to how he just spoke about human life, he couldn't remember who he killed. He couldn't remember when he killed them. His dog, however, left something in his subconscious. Yeah. So he had an emotional connection, but these people that he murdered, he didn't really care for. Um, Someone asked him how he feels about getting forgiveness from the families of his victims. And he said, I quote, no, I do not regret it. So much strength and time spent. Repent. I do not repent. 
This is, again, a dull formality. It will not change my sentence. Since I was young, I dreamed. Everything was different back then, and it all turned out the way I wanted it to. So, again, was this the brain injury, or is this, like, he was just a serial killer to begin with, and the brain injury just sort of, like... Helped it. <laughs> helped it. <laughs> these, these interview questions are hard to hear. Like, his answers are extremely difficult. He just seems very, very soulless, very yeah. blunt, very, like, lack of care. And, like, uh, what if you're, like, that the family me- the family member of these victims and you hear that and he's just like, no, I don't care. Yeah, because at least, like, you know, sometimes even if they don't mean it, they'll just say sorry to look good in front of the judge. Yeah. And this guy wouldn't even do that. Yeah. He's just I, like, like, fuck if I, it. If I was that, those family members, I'd be pissed. There's a reason he was in a glass case in his yeah. trial. Yeah. Um, so to go on, um, everything turned out the way he wanted it to. Quote, I knew they had me nailed when they started pressing me about 12 victims, but then they were all surprised that I actually killed 60. I watched a show about me on TV. Dennis, my classmate, told the camera, when we learned that he had committed these crimes, it was a shock. Others said that I was a rare case, killing just for the sake of killing. There is no motivation, neither race, nor sex, nor religion. Even someone wrote, Petruskin himself doesn't know yet that the history of criminal criminology is changed, that it didn't account for someone such as him, and he will go down in history forever. What the fuck? This yeah. is fucked. And then just for shits and giggles, he says he doesn't like sports and he wants to go to Mexico. No one gives a shit. Fuck you. You're never going to Mexico. Yeah. But yeah, that's the end on this creep dirt bag. That, yeah, that, I've never heard of this one. And that's Like I said, nuts. it's a little bit shorter this week, but a lot of dark stuff in one short story. <laughs> yeah. That is messed up. Yeah, He's this one up. this one left a sour taste in my mouth a little bit. Um, it's, you know, with, um, what's his name? Edmund Kemper. Um, he at least expressed that, you know, his mother fucked him up. He was killing because of his mother. He had reasons. So as, as soulless, as heartless, and as emotionless as he was, he was like, yeah, there's a reason for it. This guy was just like, eh, don't like people. Kill yeah. them all. I don't give a shit. Yeah. He has no he has no sympathy bone at all. Not one bit. So this, again, shows that there's so much going on in the human mind that even though, you know, serial killers have the fact that they're serial killers in common, that's one of the only things that they have in common. You yeah. know what I mean? There's so many different reasons. There's so many different physiological things going on. Shit's wild. Crazy. I, I can't believe that. And it's just, it's creepy that he writes it on the chessboard. I don't like that. Yeah. A very weird, I mean, that goes back to his grandfather. So obviously he was deeply affected by his grandfather's death. So my thought is he sort of had this serial killer thing brewing the whole time. And between his brain injury and then the loss of his grandfather, something just snapped and Mm -hmm. he just lost whatever thread of humanity was left. And that was it. Yeah. It was just like a big trigger and then all of a sudden it was just downhill from there. A little tiny piece of me wants to be sympathetic because obviously he had a tough life that led him to this. But then reading his interview, he's got no sympathy. Yeah. should be. My sympathy bone uh, cracked a long time ago for him. So (laughs) fuck that. (laughs) Fuck this guy. Yeah. Take him out of his glass case of emotion. Let me smack him. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to try to find a picture of that glass case specifically for Danielle. Yeah. I need to see this because that's nuts. (laughs) Wow, that, that was a that was a crazy one. That was good. This one. is a good episode. Yeah. I liked yours a lot too. This yeah. was fun, and we did our draw again. Congrats to Amanda, and yeah. again, thank you to everyone who participated. It was it was wildly successful. I yeah, you guys was, are awesome. Yeah, it blew my mind. And y'all like free shit, so I mean, so do we. Yeah, so. we like free shit. Yeah. So congrats to Amanda. Yay! But um, in the meantime, you can check us out on Instagram. We are at a spooky hour podcast. Twitter is spooky hour and our Gmail is a spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com. And again, we keep reminding you guys that's in our bio now. Yep. So you don't have to write it down. Uh, we want to hear your spooky stories. We want some ghost stories. We're hopefully going to compile them and make an episode of yep. just your stories. We have a couple so far, but I feel like we don't have enough yet. Yeah. I want more. Yeah. I obviously want more. <laughs> so check out the email in our bio. Send us anything if you have any personal experiences with ghosts, aliens, whatever, dinosaurs. <laughs> any true crime stories? Giant dinosaurs. <laughs> if you've been to Jurassic Park, let us know. <laughs> but yeah, for now, uh, have fun and stay spooky. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.